0: Hi, Priscilla McKinney here, Mama Bird and CEO at Little Bird Marketing. I'm so excited to announce, finally, my book is out. Collaboration is the new competition. Why the future of work rewards a cross-pollinating hive mind and how not to get left behind. So what's the book about? (laughs) The impetus was really about a gap that I saw in the business vernacular about how we need to work together to get ahead and have much bigger wins. I think it's super important right now because there is a growing need for collaboration in the business world. And I made this book super practical. In fact, the chapters tell you how many minutes it's going to take for you to get through them. I know you're busy, but these kinds of ideas are going to, I hope, permeate Into your thought process and help you get ahead quicker. The first part of the book is about what is the state of affairs in business and why I believe collaboration is really needed. And it also goes on to explain these are the fundamentals that need to happen so you can have collaboration. So once you set yourself up for the win, then it's not always smooth sailing. And I finished the last half of the book giving you seven different anchors that you can use as a practical tool in order to make sure you stay on course. So in a time when business has never been more complicated, this book offers a fresh and in my opinion, much needed perspective. It moves away from that idea of linear success and instead brings people together to give you a competitive advantage. Visit PriscillaMcKinney.com for more information. You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well It results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed, but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success let's dive in. I'm here with Allie Enriquez and I'm just saying from now on I'm only going to have people on my podcast who I meet on the dance floor. Allie, welcome (laughs) to the show. Thanks
1: so much Priscilla, happy to be here. (laughs)
0: I know maybe you're not expecting that when I mentioned to you that Allie happens to be the Global Director of Research Services at Qualtrics. But nevertheless, I really did meet her on a dance floor. And this is what is so great about this industry. We were both invited to a really great event put on by Pure Spectrum. It was the PS Connect And we got to talk about insights and data quality and market research and leadership. And then Allie and I got to talk about women, but mostly we just got on the dance floor and just let it go. And then we figure we're going to get to talk more shop some other time. So that's what this podcast is about. We're going to come back around and talk some shop. I love it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your day-to-day for people who don't know you, because I got to say, the reason why I wanted you to come on, besides the fact that you're super cool and have great dance moves, was specifically (laughs) about Qualtrics, because I think people look at Qualtrics like such this industry behemoth, and they don't know where to start. And either people are like cowering that they don't want to compete with uh, Qualtrics, or they're thinking, I don't even know how to get started, or if I had a problem, or are they really personal And are they really paying attention to the small research project when they are so large? So I think this is just a way for us to get in and hear a little bit about what you do day to day and what's on your mind.
1: I love it. Happy to. But I think I'll start by admitting that I, too, am still navigating Qualtrics. We are both an enormous enterprise SaaS company and oftentimes still infants in our journey, which makes it great. I'll tell you just a little bit about my history interwoven with who we are and what we do even inside of Qualtrics. I was a client of Qualtrics back in the early 2000s, a year I refuse to admit. And so it was really fun to be both user on the client side, watching what the research services department. department that I represent today, watching that kind of be born and form over the preceding the decades, right, to follow. So research services is a research agency inside of Qualtrics effectively, but we haven't really put ourselves out there as that until more recently. We conduct research projects for Qualtrics clients every single day. We're connecting them to third-party panel respondents. We're designing their instruments and massive programs all the way through to reporting and dashboards, whatever their project requires. That's what my team's doing. We really got started in The 2009 to 2011 kind of timeframe, just as that connection point for clients to the third party panelists, connect me to my prospective audience or help me find some of my competitors, customers, users, you name it. And it's been really an evolution since that time into the more full service research space. So that is research services, but we're tucked into this company that is, we're a software company through and through. So we've got all the verticals. We do customer experience. We do employee experience. We do product experience. But my team is really agnostic to all of that because we are here to deliver insight and be the team that is on call, if you will, to support clients in, in whatever aspect they need.
0: I love that. And this is so interesting, the idea of a company inside of a company. Yeah. And I'm sure so much of that comes from people powerfully using what you have, but yet having questions they can't answer on their own. And so having a team that can really kick into gear and help support those clients to deepen their understanding of their audience and basically use the Qualtrics products and services to the fullest is a really interesting concept. And I think that idea anymore of just a DIY approach or a SaaS, these kinds of things, they don't even exist in the market anymore. Everybody knows that you need to be able to reach someone and get some additional help. It's just so interesting that it would form truly a big group within side of Qualtrics.
1: Spot on. I love that. At the end of the day, we are accountable to our renewal rate. And our team is really that sticky factor that keeps the client engaged in that platform. You don't need to be programming your own surveys. You can pay somebody to do that, or you don't have the skill within your team to do that. We have plenty of folks here who can, but yeah, at the end of the day, we do want them maximizing the technology, but maybe not in the DIY fashion that you're describing because they acknowledge that there are best practices. There's expertise that we're sitting on here as Qualtrics employees that they need and can take advantage of.
0: You bring this up that maybe you don't have the expertise on your team, but this is a reality right now. You think about Mm -hmm. some of the musical chairs that has gone on in in, the insights industry in the last couple of years, outsourcing, insourcing. So I'll kick a few things over to you that your team does that maybe people don't know of. And then maybe you add to the list for me. So I do know that your team handles audience management. They can design a survey. They can do all the data collection. They can even come all the way to the end and do advanced analysis. So what in there do you hear from other people who they're surprised and they say, I didn't know you could do that for me?
1: Yeah, thanks so much. That's such a great question. We're known for our project management,
0: which is really that
1: data collection expertise. It's not easy to, I can call up Sint or Lucid, right? And ask for 500 responses, but making that happen in the platform is really where our team excels. But your question wasn't that, it was really around what are they surprised to hear? And I bucket it under the general umbrella of thought leadership. Our clients don't know that we have ex Cantar, ex Millward Brown, X big CPG talent within these walls that are so important to the success of our clients' projects. So it's really that I didn't know you could help me with this huge strategic initiative. And we're talking like multi-phase projects that are global in nature to help the client fill in the blank, launch a new product, service, learn more about an audience, get a better grasp on their competitive set.
0: Wow. Okay. So I take from that, you could probably take as little or as much or do you, is there a kind of a sweet spot of the kind of project that you take? Or is it just, does it ebb and flow with every single thing that a client needs?
1: Yeah, definitely ebb and flow. We have our pockets of of the market, if you will, that we are absolutely locked into some of that kind of high tech, lots of repeat business from these clients. We establish really personal relationships with our clients as any other research agency does. And there's nothing more gratifying for one of my researchers to get a request from a client to run another project, excluding the seller from that communication. It's really tough to answer, Priscilla, the demand ebbs and flows as it does for the rest of the industry. We have our kind of stable, steady, repeat business, if you will. And every day we're being introduced to folks that just, as you mentioned moments ago, say, well, I had no idea you guys could help us with that.
0: Yeah. And I do what you said at the very beginning, in case it was lost on someone, you're actually responsible for renewal rates. And this is just the reality of the subscription company. There needs to be a real value communicated and realized with software. It's not an if you build it, they will come (laughs) type of situation. And as much as people look at Qualtrics and it was such a big shakeup with the valuation and it was a big moment in this industry, it's still just like every other SaaS provider in the sense that you got to provide value with that software or else it will go unused. That's exactly
1: right. And so how do we provide the value? It's 100% in the advisory and consultation, Um, not just from research services, but from other software delivery teams, even
0: inside of Qualtrics. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Yes, I finally wrote my book. I'm an author. It's published. It's available on Amazon. And you ask, Priscilla, how did you do it? (laughs) Are you an aspiring author looking to transform your ideas into a compelling book that elevates your brand and establishes your authority in your industry? You're probably like me and wondering how on earth you're actually going to make that happen, given all of the demands of your busy schedule. Well, I didn't do it alone. And that's the good news. But you also want to be in the process in such a meaningful way. And I know there's some talk out there about people ghostwriting books, but that's really not a good formula for communicating truly what you know and how you know it. Instead, I prefer a scribe method. And what this involves is you getting large chunks of time where you're talking one-on-one with a scribe and working your ideas out all the while a transcript is happening. And then someone can go in, refine, edit, and then present back to you what you said. So don't let your story remain untold just because you have a busy schedule. I want to put you in touch with a scribe that would work for you and see what it would take to get you further down the road to becoming that published author. Just send me a line at info at littlebirdmarketing.com and I'll help you take that next step. Give you the link to make that connection and see if this is right for you. Don't miss out on an opportunity to make your mark in the literary world. I know you have a book in you. Okay, this is where I'm going to insert my scary like organ music, like, no, so I have to work that out here. <laughs> But you and I wanted to talk a little bit about quality and the word quality is just table stakes at this point. When everybody says we deliver high quality respondents, we deliver high quality insights. Yeah. What are you going to put on your website? You know what? We suck at our job. Give us a try anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So as a marketer, I find this stuff really funny, but this is really not a funny issue in our industry. The actual quality issues that are going on inside Of market research and really how we know that we're delivering the absolute best to the C-suite who are trying to make decisions as quickly as possible in corporate America. So when I even talk about the word quality, we all have responsibility to very different pieces of it. So as far as your group, what are you thinking about quality and what are you doing about some of the scariest things that are happening right now?
1: Yeah, I don't know that the piano, organ music is going to be enough. This is serious. (laughs) I've told our entire leadership team as we prepare for board meetings about the threat and risk that is our dependence on third-party panel and sample. I'm going to take your intro at its face value and and commit to not using jargon, right? Uh, There are plenty of (laughs) technological advances that will help improve quality. But if you think about the market research space, it has not been innovated upon beyond the digital transformation. We moved online and that was scary. But beyond that, there hasn't been too much that's really improving our efficiency and overall quality. So, quality for us really boils down to the responding quality. But I bring up that research innovation angle because there's still so many steps of the process, as you mentioned, that are human dependent and human error prone. And so, it's really all of that we're solving for because what keeps us up at night and what absorbs way too much of my leader's time. His escalations and clients rightfully being frustrated with some of what they're seeing in their account and whether it's gibberish responses or just nonsensical type of patterns. So that's really what quality means for us. And what are we doing about it? trying to productize, to remove that human element as much as possible to streamline things, not only for us in our day-to-day and research services, but for our end clients. So when Priscilla comes in and runs her own survey without talking to us, she has a quality score on every single response she collected, whether it was from her own database or from a third-party one. You deserve to know what we would rate the quality of that response as So that's coming very soon as a way for us to get ahead of real time, some of what extends field time and budget.
0: It's interesting because you're sitting at a unique seat in Qualtrics because you are providing the final product to your client. And yet, you're using Qualtrics to get that. So 100%. you're the person who can become outraged about the quality score, which I can see you're in the quality score sandwich. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. We are the front line. We are customer zero inside of Qualtrics, which is a tremendous power, but also it's a tremendous weight to bear because we see the issues before they even make their way to an end escalation. Because we are actively, actually, even working in our clients' accounts. So what's really cool about research service Services is I don't own or touch any of Priscilla's data. That sits in your Qualtrics instance. You're giving me permission to access it for the duration of this project, but it is yours. It is yours to choose to manipulate, delete, or preserve forever. And then, of course, we're in there together for the duration of the project.
0: So what do you think just people are not asking you about what Qualtrics can do? So you're again in that sandwich situation and you do have all of the every single asset available to Qualtrics at your fingertips because you are in Qualtrics. So it is unlike a typical client accessing it. Maybe you'd say it's the same, but I think we all know you probably could walk down the hallway and ask somebody, hey, Edgardo, how do I use this? This isn't working for me. You probably have access to a little bit more troubleshooting help, right? And with that, quote unquote, unfair advantage, which we'd like to call competitive advantage. (laughs) What do you feel people aren't asking you enough and what kind of projects are they not giving you that you feel like if they just handed that over, we would actually do it so much better and they would be so much happier.
1: Yeah, what a great question. I see it as twofold. One is there's a product piece and certainly proximity to product and end here to help with some of that. Or at least the way I'm thinking about it is Make sure that we're either accelerating the deployment of something that we know our clients want and need, and we're adding it to the roadmap. I think that's one piece of it. The other is maybe a bit more on the services side, where to your point, I full circle, I didn't even know that Qualtrics could help me with that. It's everything you mentioned: advanced now analytics at the beginning of this. Our segmentation is such a big piece of our business. So segmentation, conjoint, max diff, we have a crazy team of data scientists that are helping clients with really advanced statistical models and analyses to help better decision making. That's one that I consider a hidden gem within our group. But When I think about the intersection of these two pieces, whether it's product or services, it's really more about how to accelerate our research in a highly dependable fashion. So what we're really obsessing about today is, I hate to use the word syndicated because it sounds so old and what we want to do is progress, but it's really consumer trends and insights that are available to any one of our clients at day zero. You open up your Qualtrics account and you're already learning about an audience, a segment, a user without ever asking a question fast forward, couple that with a repository where you're loading all of your historical research, everything you've conducted on Qualtrics or externally. And all of this is searchable to say, hey, CMO asks you, Priscilla, what do we know about teens and carbonated beverages? You just type that into your Qualtrics account and it surfaces everything that either we've collected, captured, and are publishing as dashboard insights or something that you've conducted or captured. So it's really that. And that's on the horizon, like in the next couple of quarters. So that will be available to our customers. And we see that as a net benefit. Yes, you will need us less to help you pull these pieces together manually, but it will unlock more budget to go more surgically deep on on more strategic kind of priorities.
0: I find that humans are just insatiably curious. And so if you answer a question for them quicker, they'll just think of another question.
1: 100%. Exactly. Can we repeat that for my sales team? Like, I promise. (laughs) It's not taking budget away.
0: (laughs) Sure. I'll let you know after this how you can hire me. I'll come say a lot of things to your sales team. Okay, Okay. this is so interesting in terms of what people are not using it for. And I think we're all at the cusp of this idea of requerying your existing data and taking care of the existing data. And this is coming down the pike, hopefully in the next year at Qualtrics. Mm -hmm. But let's shift gears just a little bit to end, because I do want people to know a little bit about Ali Enrique like the actual professional. And I know you are leading a team and developing a strong team internally. You and I talk about where women are going in this industry. What's one of those things that's a little bit of a passion project for you as an individual?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of a couple of different ways to answer. There's a program inside of Qualtrics called Women Leadership Development, and there are so many awesome things that this group puts on. One of many is this opportunity to mentor. So every quarter, senior leaders are paired with other managers in the organization for a quarter long kind of opportunity to connect. It is one of my all-time favorite and most rewarding things to do at Qualtrics. It's an opportunity and I'll be very transparent and maybe even vulnerable. It's an opportunity for me to give back in a way that I never received coming up in my career. So if you think about it, and for all the right reasons, my mother didn't work and I don't have aunts or even friends at that kind of next generational level that I can consult for advice on what to do now. And no offense, dad, but your advice is irrelevant, and (laughs) very (laughs) different. And so I can get frustrated about that, but I can also see that as opportunity to be that for somebody else. And I'm so grateful that I have been able to. And so I hope that answers Priscilla. That's really what I'm most passionate about. It is hard to be a working woman in Provo, Utah. It is. And that's not a secret, but being that kind of source for anybody within Qualtrics and beyond is something that I'm super passionate about.
0: Oh, this is something we have in common because I just didn't have any business mentors early on like that and stumbled into this entrepreneurship thing. And now with Women in Research and so many other organizations that I can give back through, it is really beautiful. But I feel like that with you, like I didn't have that young growing Mm -hmm. up. I don't know how I got here in some ways, but I did. But now that we are here, Allie, it is important to say, but that's not ideal. I think that's a beautiful way of moving things forward with people. Like you said, that commitment to no jargon, but also just the honesty of I got here. Let me try and help the next person get here as well. And then that attitude shines out in the way you try and come through for your clients as well. Let's use Qualtrics to the best of our ability so that you can have this answer and that we can be moving at a Fast pace with the quality mm-hmm. issues and challenges that everybody's mm-hmm. facing across the board. So I love that, Allie. I just need to go dancing with you again. <laughs> this is just required. <laughs> But this just goes to show you, this is what's awesome about networking in the industry is that you can make a personal connection with someone and then get a chance to just pull the curtain back, talk a little shop and show people what you're doing day to make the industry better. I really appreciate that.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for reaching back out.
0: If you like this content, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this podcast. It's how people find our show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.